Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and On3. Uh, we've got rapid reactions this morning. The Longhorns 6-1 and one now, 31-24, kind of a heart-stopping heart win uh, for the Longhorns over the Houston Cougars, stopping the uh, Cougars on the goal line or near the goal line in the red zone. Uh, Jerry, I, I, we talked about this, and I, I think we want to have a little rapid reaction this morning about we want to talk about the things that we were worried about yeah. going into this game and seeing what Texas had shown or proven about what they needed to get fixed. We talked about it. They needed to improve themselves on offense in the red zone, right? They needed to get more pass rush on the passer. They needed to improve in the secondary in the two-minute drill on defense. We took we look at those three things. Let's talk about those and whether or not Texas actually did it. Starting on offense, Longhorns, maybe the difference in the game ultimately were four of or three of three on trips into the red zone, or excuse me. Three out, three, three, two touchdowns and a field goal yep. from the red zone, whereas U of H came up empty a couple times. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the issue with the red zone for Texas offensively, they'd say, is we didn't get there enough. But yeah. three or three when you got there is improvement, even though it's a bat and probably the worst defense uh, on paper Texas is going to play the rest of the way. They did. They got it. Quinn made a great pass to uh, uh, A.D. Mitchell to get that thing going, right? Uh, Savion Red became a player in short yardage around the goal line as we we kind of predicted would happen. Then they got down close enough and Bert Auburn had the field goal. I think the issue there, the issue for Texas in the red zone coming out of this game, they only had three trips against a bad defense. Yes, uh, exactly. And you can look and figure out why that is. Of course, the other score came on that beautiful uh, Quinn Ewers to Xavier Worthy throw that was outside the red zone. But, but Jerry, I, the, specifically, I think they still have problems on third and short. Uh, Texas yesterday, I don't know if you saw this stat in postgame. Incredibly, Texas was only one of five in third and four or less. Yeah. On third and four yeah. or less, Texas was one of five on the day. They finished third uh, they finished three of 12 on third down they have to improve oh, third yeah. and short offense uh so it, it goes back to something that that uh, brian Irwin said on lunch with the coach and then again on uh, coffee and football last week the coach texas is not just having problems on goal line and in the red zone it's short yardage yeah right now whether it's play calling you can't run a quarterback sneak with a 195 pound quarterback going behind uh, a, a a center that's got a weak leg right now, and Hayden Connor, who's just not a per, a people mover up right. front, right? Some of it's play calling. Uh, now the insertion of Savion Red uh, helped uh, quite clearly, so they have at least one answer to that. But I think they need to spend the next uh, week at least exploring other options right now in third and short. Otherwise, this short yardage red zone type stuff is going to continue to rear its ugly head. Yeah, you you know, Rod Babers is big on empty. Uh, you almost wonder if Texas should go a little empty on, on third and short and uh, just get the ball out quicker to wide outs and let them make plays, let them make one guy miss. Uh, because at this point, that's one of the things I think hasn't been tried that may need to be looked at. Yeah, they. I don't know about empty uh, in, in third and short, but they've got to find a way – uh, to 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 get the ball moving, you can't go one of five on third no. and short. No. And that that's just a that's a really bad look. Uh, whether that's at quarterback, whether that's offensive line, running back, I don't play calling. 
Yeah. I don't know, but that's not going to get it done uh, for anybody. All right, let's talk about the pass rush. But before we do, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. That's Adam Lowy, the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for decades. If you've been injured on the job or in a car wreck and you think you might need con a consultation with an attorney, give Adam and his group a call, 512-280-0800, or visit him at lowylawfirm.com. That's 512-280-0800. Adam and his guys uh, focus on results for their clients. Jerry, the pass rush, that was the other thing that we talked about, right? What do you think? I mean, they got to him a little bit, but not nearly enough. They started off really providing some pressure on the inside, but the, the but ultimately the Cougars seemed to, to clean that up. Your, your thoughts on the Texas pass rush? Yeah, 46 pass attempts, two sacks by Texas defensive lineman Ethan Burke. Credit a couple of hurries, though. Alfred Collins, a couple of hurries. Uh, but, it, it, you know, and look, it wasn't – the problem is is when you can't generate that front four pass rush consistently, the issue there was U of H wasn't it, – it wasn't just – it wasn't dink and dunk. It was a little longer developing routes that they needed a little time to get to the cross, to cross the middle of the field, to attack those safeties, to attack those linebackers. It wasn't pitch and catch horizontal football. So they had 46 pass attempts, two sacks – couple of pressures mixed in there as well, but they're just not at the point where they're affecting the quarterback enough. Quarterbacks are too comfortable playing against Texas right now. Just too comfortable. Too too infrequent. Jalen Ford did have a, a sack fumble as yeah. well. Uh, I, I look at it, Jerry, and and I don't know I don't know what the what the answer is. Um whether that's bring I, Texas brought more blitzers on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, they absolutely did. They they blitzed linebackers. They spied a linebacker. They're just not getting home. And whether that's because Houston has a first-round pick at left tackle, I'm not so sure that's the only issue here. Otherwise, no. Because the, this, this thing is rearing its head over and over and over again. Um, Alfred Collins going out and late in the game certainly did not help Texas in that regard because he was making a little bit of hay. Byron Murphy... He's not really I mean, he affected the quarterback maybe once all game, I thought. Yeah. That 46 attempts, and he was probably in on 30 of them. That's not enough. No. Um, and uh Tavondre Sweat not really doing enough in pass uh, pass rush either. That was probably the most surprising part of the game to me. I expected the the uh the uh uh Houston tackles to be okay because they're they're kind of highly rated. I did not expect the the o, uh, the U of H interior to still be able to keep those guys away from the the, the quarterback. Yeah, and, and I think Texas is in an interesting spot there because Dre Bledsoe is probably their best pass rusher. Yes, as an interior guy because he's he's a little bit short. He's so athletic, but he's also so a little athletic. bit less weight too. He's right? so athletic, he puts pressure on you immediately, and he can take he can take you off your square shoulders. Right? I mean, immediately. Um, but. They obviously are questioning what can he be attacked in the run game? Can he stay in his lanes as a young player? Uh, so they're in, they're in a bit of an they have a bit of an issue there because their best pass rusher they're not willing to play right now. Their best disruptive guy who can just disrupt the timing of a quarterback they can't they don't feel like they can put him in the game in a lot of situations right now. So I don't think it's going to change. I mean, at the end of the day, Tavondre Sweat is a run stopper first. Uh, and disruptive player. Byron Murphy is the same. 
They're not pass. They're not super. Byron Murphy's a really good player, but he's not a super twitchy guy that's going to be in the living in the backfield. Uh, he is a really good football player, so that's not where their strength is. The strength, their pass rush has to come from other places on this Texas team, and that and that that's the issue. There's not enough of it around two defensive tackles who are very good players. Yeah, it looked like uh, to your point, those long developing. Uh, you know, drag routes or mesh, whatever you want to call them right now, uh, that killed Texas on several third and longs uh, on Saturday. Uh, I do want to say they got some pressure, though. It wasn't, they they were not devoid of it. And frankly, I think it caused not only the fumble, I think the quick pressure also caused the interception to Michael Tapp. I mean, it did not give Donovan Smith enough time to really look in it. So they did affect the game. I'm not, it's not an, if we were grading this, Jerry, and we'll do our grades later today, if we were grading this, we wouldn't give the pass rush an F. No. So let, let's be clear. We're just wanting more. If Texas is going to be the defense it needs to be, they've got to get to the quarterback earlier, in part because of this next point. We talked about the, the two-minute drill, two-minute defense. It's clear without Jade Barron back there, Jalen Catalan, even Ryan Watts, this team has some major communication issues in the secondary. They they, they did not look good in the second quarter of that game and most of the third quarter. Uh, they made some plays at the end of it, but I tell you what, they've got some real issues right now in the secondary. Yeah, they do. I mean, look, it, it's easy. It, the, the issue you have as a team uh, defensively, and look, they only gave up 392 yards. That was six yards per play. Um the issue you have defensively as a team is when people can repeatedly see on tape how they can attack you. There's no question what they can, how they can attack Texas right now if you're an opponent. And now BYU, I'm not sure as the personnel to do it, but that's next week. Um, but you know, U of H had the personnel. They had the wide receivers. They had the quarterback that was, while still not ex- real accurate quarterback, accurate enough, right? Especially if you don't get pressure on him and if he's comfortable. Uh, but yeah, they have they have issues. I mean, I, I, it's ad nauseum. I mean, I, I, you know, Keaton Crawford's a great special teams player. He's not a safety. He, he yep. just does not have the eyes, the feel for playing safety. Uh, so he is a serious liability in coverage and a liability that gives up touchdowns, not big plays, but touchdowns, and that's an issue. Yeah, I, I will say this: uh, they did kind of get it together in the second half. Yeah. Uh, they, they look, U of H only scored ten points in the second half and had plenty of opportunities. Uh, Texas made that happen, in my opinion. So the, good, good on the defensive well, secondary. Look, Derek Williams is Bobby. Derek Williams is playing more. The more snaps he plays, the better it is. The last four games for Texas because he's gonna. He keeps getting his feet wet. He keeps seeing things. He keep. Look, he was challenged athletically by receivers that uh, probably the best Texas will play the rest of the year. I mean, they, they Matthew Golden, even though it, those guys just seeing him out there running in your visual, it doesn't mean you have to cover them. But just seeing those guys out there is part of the growth of a young safety uh, because you don't have to be attacked one-on-one by Matthew Golden to, to understand that he's a threat in your vision throughout a play. Um, so I, I think him playing more snaps – is gonna help a little bit in that regard, um, but the the you know the, they just have a couple of rotations that are not gonna work. Period. Yeah, I, I look at it and boy, I hope Jalen Catalan's ready for the rest of the season because they, they're gonna need him. I hope Brian Watts gets back and healthy. I mean, 
Uh, they they just went through some. Terrence Brooks went out with a stinger. Gavin Holmes out for a little bit uh, during that game. Uh, they weren't even going to play Jade Barron, and they end up playing him. Jalen Gilbo saw his first extended action and did not necessarily acquit himself all that great. Let uh, gave up contain on a big play for a touchdown from Donovan Smith uh, to Manchak. Uh, Jerry, let, let's take it a different step. We, we went over the three things we talked about. The fourth was, and it was kind of something that Rod and I talked about, was being exposed. And you mentioned it a little bit. How do you attack Texas? Has that been exposed? Yes, it has. Yeah. Um, anytime you line up a slot receiver into the boundary against Texas, you're going to get a safety that's 10 yards off that guy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Okay. That's yep. not necessarily what you want to show to a team that throws the ball around the yard like Houston because it's giving up too much space on crossing routes. It, they're trying to disguise coverage with it, but ultimately what is happening is Texas is giving up those drag routes and they can't get to the quarterback fast enough. I think that's exposed them. I think that the lack of athleticism, frankly, other than Derek Williams in the, at, at the safety has been a big deal. Uh, it has not been the corner. Yeah, the cornerbacks have given up a couple big plays here and there. Teams are picking on the Texas safeties. That's right. So if there's an exposed issue right now, it's that and perhaps other than Jalen Ford, linebackers in coverage. Yeah. Those are the exposure points for Texas uh, at this point. All right, this is Rapid Reactions. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas. Uh, Jerry, other parts of this game that we want to talk about are – like, I, I want to talk about some of the positives. Cedric Baxter looked like a running back that was rated as highly as he was. That's, to me, even against Rice, I didn't see that initial burst and decision-making. Boy, he was decisive on Saturday, and he looked like the player Texas recruited. Yeah, I, th I thought the running backs acquitted themselves tremendously. Uh, but Cedric Baxter was the healthiest he's been. When he sticks his foot in the ground and got vertical, he had more burst. Um, you know, he look, he catches the ball well. Cedric Baxter blocked for Savion Red with aggression, true aggression from a running back blocking. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I thought Cedric Baxter had, is really coming. He's got a chance to be a big factor down the second half of the season because even though he only carried it six times, 42 yards a touchdown – that's six less carries than Jonathan Brooks had to have in that game. And I think they, you know, if they can get that more to where Jonathan Brooks is carrying it 17, 18 times and Cedric Baxter's getting 10 carries a game, I think they'd be in their sweet spot at running back. Okay. So that was one of the positives I saw. 
the the biggest positive, or there were actually two biggest positives. Texas needed a score. Think about it this way. Texas went into the fourth quarter without their starting quarterback. The game tied 24-24. Texas won 31-24. Yeah. Now, if you would have said Texas is going to enter the fourth quarter, Malik Murphy hasn't taken a snap, U of H is throwing the ball around the yard like they were, you would have said Texas is doomed at some right. level. No doubt. Malik Murphy came in. He only had two drives. One of them was for a touchdown. The moment wasn't too big for him, even though he didn't, you know, he wasn't Superman or anything. He just threw one one ball out uh, to, to Jordan Whittington. But Texas ended up winning this game with their backup quarterback score tied in the fourth quarter. Run, running the ball, running the ball, and Houston knew they were going to run the ball. Running the ball when Houston knew they were going to run the ball, and stopping Houston, yeah, from scoring a touchdown, yeah. Um, so I would say this: let's take the offense first. Running the ball, they were able to do it when they really and truly finally committed to it, ran it down their throat. Uh, that was a big series for me because it showed that Texas wasn't just going to. I, we talk about it showing a spine in football. Right. How important that is. Somebody punches you in the face, you have to punch back. You don't just sit there and become a punching bag. Yeah. I felt like Texas in that series punched back and not in their normal way. Does that make sense to you? They've been relying on Quinn yeah. Ewer's arm yeah. to punch back. On Saturday, they used the offensive line and Jonathan Brooks and Cedric Baxter to punch back. Yeah, and, and they were really left-side runs on that. Yeah, absolutely. Play, right? I yeah. mean, D.J. Campbell pulled, but left-side runs. Um, and, and they had – I mean, Jonathan Brooks had a big hole on that first run, right? I mean, so, yeah, th that was a game where if you're coaching staff and you know you have, okay, we have some injuries mounting. Man, we got – probably got lucky to get out of here. Um, but they saw something at the end of that game that as a coaching staff you want to see a little resiliency and, uh, and enough physicality. And to go win a game, and to go run the ball and score, like you said, when Houston knew they were going to run the ball and couldn't do anything about That's it. That's all they could do. The best yeah. They, Sark did not want to put the ball in Malik Murphy's hands in the first time he's ever truly played. Say, okay, son, go win us a game. He knew that was not the winning formula. Uh, they had to run it. Houston knew they had to run it, and they still and and Texas still scored. That that was. That's a good takeaway for the Texas staff headed into BYU. And I think it's a positive for the Texas team as a whole. Hey, we're not yeah. reliant on on the quarterback. Right. I, mean, I, I think that – and, and to, to follow that up, Jerry, the stop at the end of the game. Yeah. Okay? Look, two-minute defense has been the problem with this Texas team. We talked about it all week, right, uh, after OU and, and having problems against Alabama and some other teams in the two-minute drill. They, they actually performed well on Sunday – or excuse me, on Saturday against uh, the Cougars at the end of the second half. They they played well. They played good coverage. They came with a, a rush. Um, and, you know, end of the day, they stopped stop a team on fourth and one with a minute left in the game. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, they did their job, right? I mean, uh, much maligned here. We talked about it. But at the end of the day – they scored when they had to score in a way they had to score the football um, at that point in the game due to injury um, and the way defense is playing. Uh, Houston defense is playing Texas. And then Texas comes back. And look, it's not 
a secondary, especially the safety business, and playing with a lot of confidence. So, you know, look, Jade Barron was not going to play. That's a winning effort from a Jade Barron. Probably wasn't healthy enough to truly go in that game. They had to have him. Then at the end of the game, uh, Donovan Smith pass was a little bit behind Stephon Johnson, who made the big play against West Virginia. But Jade Barron was still there enough to make a play. I mean, that that was a uh, that was a very workmanlike effort in the last seven minutes of that game for Texas. Absolutely. All right. I want to say thanks to our sponsor one last time. That's uh, Adam Lowy, the Lowy Law Firm. Adam and his group uh, have been helping injured Texans for a couple decades. If you've been injured on the job or uh, at or, or or in a car wreck, give Adam a call. 512-280-0800. Uh, he is part of the Lowy Law Firm. He and his group give free consultations uh, to people uh, who are in need. Uh, Jerry, uh, one last thought here. Um, why didn't Texas keep their foot on the throat of Houston? I think that's the that's the if I'm coming out of this game with a singular question right now, they went up 21 nothing. Was it the three three uh, the three high defense that that flummoxed Texas's offense and didn't allow them to keep it going? Was it heavy substitution on defense uh, that allowed Houston to score quickly, get up, get get their offense going uh, to make it 21-7? Was it a co- combination of all those factors? I mean, Texas was. Let's be clear: Texas was favored by three touchdowns in this game. Yes. Okay, they did not look like a three touchdown better team by the end of that game against U of H. No, they did until U of H scored. I mean. And that that was the that was the point in time in the game for me being there at that time before I, I left to do the uh, watch with us. That was the point in the game where I kind of raised an eyebrow. I was like, "There's too many backups on the field in that situation defensively for me." U of H was getting stuffed. They had 23 yards at one point, and Texas had 217. U of H did not think they were in that game until that drive offensively. Because they were showing no signs of life. Texas was moving the ball offensively. Um, Texas was stymieing them defensively. That drive right there with seven, eight backups, whatever that number is, when you go back and look at that on tape, that drive really gave U of H life. That was a momentum-changing drive for Houston because the, when those they scored and those players came off to the sidelines, that Houston staff could say, look, we're about to start doing this and it's going to work, and we're going to be there at the end of this game. Got it. We're going to have a chance to win this game. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. In, in all, though, my, my takeaway is this. I mean, look, it's an imperfect team. That, that's that's what we're dealing with right now. And there's a bunch of those in college football. No, no, there is. We, we've got to worry about Quinn Ewers' health. Yes. The health of the team overall right now. They are 6-1. and one. They host BYU. BYU beat up on a, a – a depleted Texas Tech team uh, last night. By, by the way, BYU won with 277 yards of offense. This is a bad offensive team headed to Austin, which may be just what the doctor ordered for a beat up and banged up Texas defense. Yeah, exactly. So let, let's let's uh, we got an interesting week ahead, in my <laughs> opinion. We really do because we got to find out if if Quinn Ewer is going to be able to go. I mean, I guy guy a quarterback with an arm and his his arm and a sling right arm, <laughs> yeah, does not pretend well for me yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that that's going to happen. Uh, then you have all of those injuries on defense. I mean, geez, uh, 
When they well, say, uh, Bob, Bobby, look at that. Injuries don't come in threes for Texas. They come in fives. Well, well, hey, look at that last drive. No Alfred Collins. I don't think Ethan Burke was out there. Catalan didn't suit up. Ryan Watts didn't play. Terrence uh, Brooks got banged up at the end of that drive. I mean, Jalen Catalan's not 100%. They, they had to play Jade Barron at corner. Yeah. Gavin and, and Holmes was out. Even yeah, Gavin backup. Holmes was out. I mean, that's, that, that's a lot um, uh, that Texas having to overcome right now. All right. All right, uh, Jerry, that's going to do it for Rapid Reactions. We'll have grading the horns later this afternoon. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks to Adam Lowy, our sponsor over at the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Uh, Texas, six and one, Jerry. At the end of the day, they needed this win. They gutted it out and showed us fine. All right, we'll talk to you soon.